Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Just two days ago, we saw local investors' enthusiasm for the REIT market as traders digested the minutes from the U.S. Fed's policy meeting in March, uh, projecting a mild recession later this year, adding to expectations of inflation continuing to moderate and perhaps more flexibility for policy maneuvers, including perhaps a rate pause. On Wednesday, we saw Maple Tree Pan Asia Commercial Trusts emerging as the biggest winner on the STI, adding 1.1% to finish at $1.83. Fellow trusts, Capital and Ascendus Reed, also among the top STI gainers a couple of days back, closing at 1.1% Wednesday at $2.87. So today, we take a closer look at S REITs. They come into focus. Uh, we ask if interest rates, to what extent have interest rates chilled S REIT strategy? for income growth. We know that uh, rising interest rates have frozen acquisitions just from the number of acquisitions we've noticed over the years. And that has been a key source of net property income and DPU growth for SREITs. So amid the headwinds for SREITs, we ask, where is the opportunity? Are there still uh, opportunities for creative acquisitions? And for you investors, is it, should we be looking at data REITs as possible good buys? To help us out in the discussion, we speak with with Kenny Lowe, REIT Specialist and Independent Financial Advisor. Good morning, Kenny. Uh, good morning, Michelle. All right. Let's look at the S-REIT report card for the first quarter so far. In your opinion, who are the outperformers and who are the laggards worth noting? Yeah, I would start with the outperformers first. Uh, for a Q1, actually, Kepler DC uh, has been the best performance, one of the best performers in Q1. Uh, that, that's not a surprise because uh, Capital DZV, the share price has been plunged close to 30% in 2022. So whatever goes down must come out for those uh, read with strong fundamentals. So uh, this year, basically, uh, Capital DZV basically just doing a catch-up and, and have a strong rebound. The, the key thing here is whether uh, the rebound is sustainable uh, is yet to be seen. But uh, based on the current interest rate uh, environment, uh, you'll be softening of, or slowing down of the interest rate hike. Probably this momentum can continue moving into the uh, second half of the year. Mm. Uh, the other best performance would be the ARA uh, Hospitality Trust. Uh, Q1 has a strong rebound, but unfortunately cannot sustain. Now, currently, if you based on the yesterday closing price, uh, the share price has back to 2022 low. Mm. So, so there are there are two different camps. Uh, some one of the, uh, some of the best performers uh, can continue to rebound. Some of the best performers go back to back to square in 2022. Right? Those are the outperformers. Uh, in terms of laggards, um, it's very clear there's one sector currently under a lot of stress, uh, which is the U.S. commercial office sector. Uh, they are basic, uh, they are quadruple, uh, venue, uh, on those uh, U.S. commercial, uh, office. We have a high interest rate and also the valuation being beaten down due to the high cap rate, uh, used in the valuation. Mm. And also due to the work from home trend, uh, the DPO is really coming down. And recently, the collapse of the SVB bank. Okay, a clear lot of fear in the whole, whole financial system itself. They are worried about all those, uh, in U.S., they may not be able to redo the uh, debt refinancing. But if investors have a contrarian view, uh, and also they believe that commercial office, they are cyclical in nature, 
maybe this is a good time to really look at those uh, distress uh, risk because that will uh, give us a very high uh, reward risk uh, ratio uh, in the long term. But but we really need to look at the uh, balance sheet of those uh, commercial office risk uh, to make sure they are sound fundamentally. We, we have seen uh, Darsin uh, Retail Trust, uh, Lipo Mall, Indonesia Retail Trust, and Easy World uh, read itself. They have a lot of distress in the balance sheet. And uh, basically, it's a fundamental of the REIT itself, their portfolio, how they do the debt management itself. That, that, that's why all, all those REITs are also beaten down. So, so in short, in short, uh, basically, uh, different picture for different sector itself. Some of the REITs uh, can rebound in a very sustainable way. And some of them, fundamental good, but due to the sentiment itself beaten down, uh, investors can do the contrarian approach uh, to, to do some stock picking. The third one is totally a white for those REITs which have a balance uh, sheet this, uh, distress. Okay, really great insights there, particularly about uh, U.S. office REITs. Are you underweight in that sector? Uh, at the present moment, I'm wait and see. Mm. I am I am waiting to uh, uh, for the uh, FOMC meeting in May to mm. see what is the interest rate direction. If the U.S. Federal Reserve start to pause the interest rate or maybe start to reduce the interest rate, I want to see the reaction of the price action. Interesting. Because the, the share price will really uh, tell us some story and what would be the future direction. Wow, this is a really interesting uh, point in time to reflect um, because we're seeing in the U.S., as you say, a lot of risk, uh, maybe readjustment with the unwinding of the SVB scandal and the banking turmoil crisis, and also this carryover of companies reassessing their office space needs um, as a result of the pandemic still continuing to impact the sector. Really terrific. Uh, insights there, Kenny. I want to turn to um, data reads. So when it comes to Singapore, if we could bring the focus back home, have data reads come under pressure recently? And do you agree with, uh, I think, DBS Group Research Analyst Dale Kai, who says investors can turn these challenges on this sector into an opportunity? And he was looking particularly at Keppel DC REIT, he says that has diversified exposure, offers long-term growth. What are your views? Uh, I am bullish on a data center rate, right? The, the reason being is we, as an investor, we need to differentiate what mm. is a trend uh, versus a noise. Mm-hmm. The mega trend is quite easy to be identified, right? For example, uh, moving forward, we definitely see the exponential growth in terms of a consumption of data, due to the digitization and also digitalization of the global economy. Everything is go on digital. And we also seeing that the rate of the artificial intelligence, chat GBT, mm. and uh, around the world. And also we are seeing that a lot of wide adoption of the robot and automation. And don't, don't forget about we are rolling out. In, in China, basically, they have all the 5G uh, infrastructure in place. Singapore just started to roll out, but the application has not catch up yet. And we also have a blockchain, right, which mm. we, we need a lot of data. So if you're looking at all the future technology disruption and also this, uh, uh, the trend itself, you need some place to host the data, to process the data, to keep the data. Mm. You cannot run away from a data center. Right? That, that is a mega trend. But of course, along the way, uh, investors uh, would be hearing all the different news uh, uh, from the newspaper, from the internet, some, some uh, tenant, bankrupt, technology sector going in distress. 
and uh, interest rate spike, the mm. utility, utility cost goes up, inflation, all those are, are noises, are just a news driven, right? Because running a business is, uh, the, the management will be facing all these kind of challenges. It's, it's part and parcel of our business, and there will be a bumper uh, on, on the road. So the key question here is, can the REIT manager itself manage all these kind of noises, manage all these kind of, uh, challenges? But by the way, they are the manager, they are being paid to really do the job. So as long as the portfolio is sound, is diversified enough, the REIT manager, they have an experience to really navigate through this environment. I, I would say that long, long-term-wise, data center is, is a growth sector. To me, it's a no-brainer. It's along the way, investors may feel very uncomfortable due to the, all the news-driven news events. But also bear in mind that how do the investor know that whether the uh, company will bankrupt or the tenant will go bankrupt? It's basically from news. When the news release to the market, it's already too late. Mm. The price has already adjusted. So, so if that's the case, why should we react to the news right? when it comes to investment? We, we should have a long-term uh, perspective mm. and also focus. I would say that the investor will have a more peaceful mind when it comes to investing. <laughs> focus on the macro trends, focus on the uh, music and not the noise. I really like that. All right. A lot of uncertainty around interest rates, though. Can you mean that investors really looking at how REITs will not just manage capital? I mean, front page of BT today is that, you know, REITs are not just looking at asset acquisitions because we've seen rising interest rates have chilled the acquisitions, right? And that was a key source of net property income, DPU growth for SREITs. And instead, uh, the article said, now we've seen a strategy switch to asset enhancements. But I'm sure because asset enhancements tend to be small, there are labor shortages, there's construction costs to think about, it can't impact uh, DPU and net property income the same way asset acquisitions can, right? So when it comes to an overall look um, at REITs and the health of REITs, what do you pay particular attention to? Okay, when it comes to the acquisition itself, my, my view is yes or no. Of course, if there are no better opportunity uh, in the market for the merger and acquisition, uh-huh. of course, the best way to grow the DPO is to uh, as an enhanced initiative. But of course, the risk manager itself, they have to take, uh, take a look into the cost of borrowing and also the reduced liquidity in the whole uh, financial system itself. So it's very difficult for them to make a... Uh, uh, new attractive acquisition at the present moment, but also on another hand, there are a lot of opportunity of a distress of property out there. Due to the higher cap rate yield, the valuation of property being beaten down. So so maybe this is a time good time to do a shopping when interest rates start to pause. So cost of borrowing is one of them. Mm. But not necessarily the cost of borrowing you'll be hitting all sorts of rates because mm. the all in interest cost for the rate they are they are quite different. For example Parkway Library, the cost of uh, capital or cost of uh, interest rate is only 1.04% because the majority of them, they are, they are getting the uh, Japanese uh, yen loan. Special rate, 4.9%. You can see there's a big difference. Some of the rates they are able to get very low interest uh, cost and some of them, they, they have no choice due to the size, due to the reputation, due to the credit rating. They are not able to really get a very uh, competitive interest rate. So, different rate has different uh, things. So, so interest cost is one of the things that I am uh, paying attention to, uh, especially when those rates have a very short uh, debt maturity profile, which means that they have to refinance the debt in the near term or this year or next year. 
and they have to force to do the refinancing, they have to refinance at the highest interest rate. Mm-hmm. And that will come to uh, the rate itself, whether they are able to really negotiate with a lower interest rate uh, by all the all the strategy they have. So with uh, that maturity portfolio is another thing I'm paying attention to. And the last one would be the uh, unsecured borrowing. I will be paying a special attention during this period on those uh, rates with uh, very high secure borrowing. Because if the REIT is not able to pay down the interest expense or pay uh, redeem the bond itself, and uh, if they have very high uh, secure borrowing, the creditor has the right to really possess the property. When they have the right to possess the property, they, the REIT will lose the uh, DPO income at the, at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, they, they may default. So the unsecured borrowing is a very important indicator now during this uh, high interest environment and also a lot of distress uh, in terms of balance sheet. If you look at Parkway Life, it, that, that's the reason Parkway Life uh, uh, was one of the best performers in Q1. Mm. Parkway Life rate has 100% unsecured borrowing. Wow. Okay. But if you want to read, has 100% secure borrowing. That means that traders can take over their property anytime if they are not able to uh, service that debt. I'm sorry, what was that second read again that has 100% unsecured borrowings? Yeah, EC World Read. EC World Read, okay, got it. Yeah, got it. yeah. That, that's, that, that's the reason you see that EC World has been one of the worst performers yeah. during Q1. Yeah, minus 9% year to date total returns. Yeah. yeah. If you compare to last year, it's got to drop even more, much more significant. We, we can see all these things are coming mm. because once you look at the debt profile, they have less than one year to do the debt uh, refinancing. At the same time, the secure borrowing is so high, you know that thing is going to happen. Right. Wow. Okay, steering us towards greater understanding of the S-REIT sector in Singapore. Definitely going to be taking a closer look at U.S. office REITs, Kenny. Thank you so much for your insights this morning. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Our guest this morning, Kenny Lowe, our REITs specialist here on Money FM 89.3, independent financial advisor as well. If you miss any part of the show and you want to listen to us all over again, we started with an overview of the laggards and the winners when it comes to the first quarter report cards for S REITs. Great insights there. You can listen to us all over again on the app audio or download this podcast on Spotify. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.